Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To Jamichael Green. Two dribbles to Thompson. Thompson chased. Fades. Fires. Hits another three. I mentioned a moment ago that the only guy who wasn't in double figures from the starting five with Clay, three threes later, he's got 11. Now back to Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, Clay would go on to hit a fourth straight three and finish with 20 points in 35 minutes. Warriors beat the Jazz last night at Chase. 129 to 118. We welcome you back inside Warriors this week here on a Saturday at 95-7 the game. It's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. 888-957-9570. Warriors are 10 and 10 after a 3 and 7 start. And we're going to see Whitey if they can't take it out on the road to Minnesota and Dallas over the next two ball games. How have the Warriors fared of late in uh, Minneapolis? It's been a while since they won there, JD, if I'm not mistaken. It has been a while yeah. since they've won there. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked. It's, it's currently the longest losing streak that the Warriors have against wow. any opponent on the road, which is, which is pretty remarkable. You got to go back to 2018, the last time that the Warriors won a game in Target Center. That was the uh, you know, pre-pandemic, of course, but also uh, it was the, the it was the Kevin Durant it was the Durant era Warriors Whitey that were able to to win at, at Target Center, and so yeah, there've been a lot of different games there. I remember Andrew Wiggins went off yeah. against them mm-hmm. in the in the lockout shortened year right before the Warriors traded or the, the lockout the pandemic shortened year yeah. right before yeah. the Warriors traded uh, for, for Wiggins. He went off for a monster game uh, against them. And so, yeah, it's been it's been quite some time, yeah, uh, since the Warriors have won there. Mm-hmm. Wiggins is uh, he, he's doing it, isn't he? He's becoming with the Warriors. This is really old news now. He's becoming the player that Minnesota thought that he could be. Even last night, he didn't shoot especially well, eight for twenty, but twenty points for Wiggins, and he had nine rebounds and five assists. So that guy that Minnesota kept hoping, you know, Wiggins gonna be that guy. I know it's a little different here because he's not the man on this team. But as far as his production, he has become that guy that they hoped he'd be when they when they traded what Kevin Love to the Cavs to get him. Yeah, no, no question. And I think he, and that's the other thing the Warriors have had really rolling for him in these last handful of games. And that is the fact that Clay's come around and Wiggins has been scoring. And last night they really had all four if you yeah. factor in Jordan Poole. But but yeah, Steph and Clay and Wiggins over the last week have, have really found their offense together. And I think that's something that makes this Warriors team, especially on the home floor, I think almost almost unbeatable. That was a really good win last night. It was a really solid win. And the fact that they wobbled there in that third quarter and that Utah came from 17 down to briefly take the lead, that makes it even more impressive. But we talked about this, you know, top of the show. The defense has been better. And I, to me, though, and, and uh, the second unit is, is more productive, and you can rely on them a little more. 
To me, the most important thing about last night, most significant, was the way Clay played. Because I remember a week ago, J.D., you and I saying, yeah, Clay responded to the elephants in the room meeting. And boy, shooting the ball well. But what happens when he has one of those games where the ball isn't going in? Is he going to revert to the bad habits? And last night was one of those nights, but he didn't. And he stayed, you know, patient and all his cliches. Some of them are true. Let the game come to him and ended up having that big third quarter, which was crucial. And that was just a really, really positive sign for the Warriors last night. Yeah, it, it, it really was, and I, I thought that there were a couple of forces in there from Clay. but then you looked up before he went on the, the hot streak there, and he was he hadn't even taken 10 shots yeah. for, the, for the game at that point, and so you're thinking, okay, well, if there's, you can take a couple of forces if Clay's you know, taking under 10 shots mm-hmm. for the game. I, it, I expected, in looking down at the box score, given the way that Clay's played to this point in the season, to say, oh, he's taking 15 shots at that point, but but he hadn't, and and so I think that does show a positive step that's been in place for for Clay Thompson here over the course of the last the last week, really, since this elephants in the room team meeting, where the Warriors are now finding themselves four and one since, and and the one was the game that they. They turned into the developmental game in in New Orleans. Throw that one out. Yeah, two other numbers that jump out last night. Um, fast break points last night. Warriors outscored Utah thirty five to eleven, and then the second chance points. And Utah's not a great rebounding team. Uh, second chance points. Warriors twenty seven. Utah sixteen. So those two numbers were also key uh, to that Warriors win. Did you ever feel like even when Utah came back, did you feel like uh oh? I mean, to what extent did you feel like wow, this game's hanging in the balance? The Warriors are. In danger of losing because I can't say I never quite felt that way very strongly last night. I I did when the when the Jazz went ahead uh-huh. in, the, in the third quarter, seventy one seventy. They went ahead real quick, and then Andrew Wiggins had a four point play. Yeah, that put the Warriors up back four, and then I think Wiggins hit another two that that put the Warriors up. I, I guess it would have been seventy six seventy one at that point. The four point play plus the plus the two, and so I, I at that point when they got down, I, I did. I did have a little bit of the vibe of, mm-hmm. oh, the Warriors are playing pretty well, and here are the Jazz just, yeah. just, oh, they're only down seven. They're only down five. Oh, they're up one. But the Warriors quickly got hot, and that was right before Clay Thompson got hot. And then once they pushed it back up into the, the 10 range again, I thought, all right, that's that's going to do it. They've, they've got more than enough to beat a, a Jazz team, which, yes, I, I give them credit for their, their solid start to the year, and I do think they're a pretty talented offensive team. They're really moving the basketball around. But that team does not play nearly enough defense to to be uh, a factor and i i don't know i'm i'm kind of seeing it the more i've watched them how i i think they aren't going to wind up being a, a team that I, I think they're not even going to wind up being in the top 10 when when it's all said and done well i think West. yeah I, I think part of that is going to be because they don't want to be yeah but i i think with it all as bunched up as it's been you know, them in Portland really got off to the great starts, and they're already basically right at 500, and that is the, the watermark right now. Like, you may have to be a 41-win team to just get into the play-in tournament this year. I could see the Jazz at some point saying, you know what, this isn't worth it. Let's get in the Wimbayama sweepstakes again and, and, and start trading off players. Yeah, I know we talked about that Wednesday with Steiny and Dibs, and I think Steiny was not sure, and and I think I think he may have seen it the other way. Who knows? We'll see. But Utah may have that difficult decision if they're playing well and they have to decide near the deadline, do we get rid of some of these veterans or we see where this goes? Um, I, yeah, I could see if the things tail off here, it would just make sense for them to get rid of some of these, some of these veterans and some of these spare parts and improve their improve their chances in the in the sweepstakes. But it they are they're they're fun to watch because they they share the ball and they play really hard. I, I like watching them play, but you know you have to get league pass because they're certainly not going to be on national TV a lot. <laughs> no, no, they're they're definitely not. And and again, I think. A f- they're, they're a fun watch, and, and the Warriors are going to be done with them. Only three head-to-head meetings between the Warriors and the Jazz, and the next one's coming up here in Salt Lake City the first week of December, and mm. then the Jazz are back at Chase at the end of December, and that's it. <laughs> Those two teams are done playing each other by by the end of December, and so I think you, you, know, you look at the schedule maker, the, the, the Warriors may get a, a tougher version of the Jazz than other teams that, that don't play them until later on in the year as they get figured out, I think, and as they get ready to, to maybe trade some of these other other players. Is anybody on the Utah roster that, that you think could, 
could help the Warriors that, that might be attainable. I found myself trying to play that game last night a little bit as well. Mm, I don't know. Nobody jumps out. I'm sure there's something there, but nobody's uh, nobody's jumping out at me. I know we're not here to... T- well, I mean, Kelly Olenek would, would help you, but I don't know. Yeah, don't you think? I mean, again, I don't know if he's obtainable. Yeah, Malik or- Be- I think Malik yeah. Beasley could help you too. Yeah, he didn't shoot the ball well last night, but he could help you. By the way, shooting last night... You know, it's a make or miss league, and the worst knocked down 44% of their threes, as you know. Utah, it was 11 for 45. Give the Warriors some credit for that. But Utah, that was just brick city last night from the three point line for them. Uh, 888 your your buddy on the text line from the 240 checking in, Whitey. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, questions are for Whitey the hater. Do you feel, uh, how do you feel about Clay now, my man? You still want him out of the starting five for your beloved pool, the chucker. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time uh, communicating with this gentleman because he is arguing uh, things that I, I don't believe I ever said. So I'm, I'm not sure where to go there. I, I just don't want to waste his time. I don't want to waste our time. I don't think I said that, J.D. I think we both pointed out that, boy, something has to be done if Clay doesn't play better. And I think his teammates felt the same way. So I think I was right about that. But I've never been, Poole needs to start. I just didn't say that. So that's how I feel about that. Yeah, and if anything, I mean, I think maybe I got closer to saying it. I, I didn't say it, but I think I got closer to saying it than you, it, especially coming off of the Phoenix game. I mean, I, it, yeah. it was to the point where something had to change. Yeah, and, and And I guess my point was not that you needed to do it necessarily but it was more that it just it wasn't crazy to have that take given the way right. that, that he was playing and right. given the way that Poole would play when he got into the the starting lineup but look I, I give credit we all knew the reasons why it was probably never going to happen unless things continued to be uh, along the lines of, of as bad as they had been but I think when you look at it Whitey it, it really uh, it I give Clay credit for making the adjustment to his game, but I also give Draymond a little bit of credit for for having the guts to confront Clay Thompson about his game in a manner that got him mm-hmm. to change his game. Yeah, let me just say real quick, and I know we got to go to the phones, but to clarify on Poole, I not only did I not say he should be starting. If it were up to me, I would not have given him that contract yet. So just to be clear about Poole, and, and he's got it, and we're fine, and I understand that, but I would have waited and let him go into restricted free agency. So I'm not, he's not my beloved Poole. That's that's just a kind of a mischaracterization of how I feel about Jordan Poole, whose talents I respect a great deal. 888-957-9570. Nico in Concord is up next here on Warriors This Week with J.D. and Whitey. What's going on, Nico? Yeah, so I just wanted to uh, comment, uh, let you guys, well, let everyone know what we're starting to see is uh, Kurt Mass found the antidote uh, for the rotation. He, I noticed that he's leaving Draymond Green in with the second unit um, because two things, Draymond uh, knows the playbook better than anybody on the team, and it, it leaves their primary defender on the floor. Um, and he's helping these young guys learn the playbook and everything like that, so I would love to see um, the Warriors call back up uh, Wiseman and at least Patrick uh, Baldwin Jr. just to get them up to speed because I think that helps. It gives them size. I think uh, playing this Timberwolves team, uh, not only is it going to tell them, like, oh, man, we, we, we were lacking size because you're playing against, you know, the Timberwolves. They got the two twin towers there. So they need to call Wiseman and um, PBJ back up and, you know, uh, get them up with the offense and, and, and incorporate them into the second unit and somewhere in between the second and third unit uh, because Draymond, if Draymond is at the center of that. He's telling them where to move, how to move, and he's being aggressive with it and showing them how to defend. I think they'll be okay. Um, but that's what we're starting to see, and I really hope that, you know, they could turn a leaf because I think that's what we're seeing the last two games is Draymond being left in with the second unit. That's all I had to say. And, uh yeah, man, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving, man, and uh, take your comments off the air. Thank you, Nico. Yeah, thanks, Nico. Appreciate it. Yeah, we've been we've been talking a lot about that over the last really three or four games with with Draymond. I I will say this: the the one the one misnomer, Whitey, is it he's not really playing with the young guys, if anything. And, and I know right. it, it kind of gets I, I think lost a little bit in in translation. Is I mean, I'm looking at the the group last night. And in the first half, it was 
it was Draymond with Wiggins. He, he's been a part of it, too. Jordan Poole, Dante DiVincenzo. And in the first half, it was Anthony Lamb as the fifth. And in the second half, Kaminga had come in for Draymond to allow Draymond to get a little rest at the end of the third quarter, but then stayed in the game at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So Kaminga wound up playing over Lamb in, in the fourth quarter. So really the only young guy out there was... Kaminga last night, and I mean Lamb. Lamb, I guess you could put in the category of, of young in terms of, of inexperience, but it's not like it's not like it's Draymond and four young guys out there, I right? Guess. Right. But he has stabilized the second unit. You're right. It's not the young. Hey, put all the youngsters out there. I'll take care of them. It was interesting to me the way Draymond explained it, and I think that's a great point that Nico raised, where Draymond said, "When we're when we have the second unit uh, out there." We really can't play at the same pace, so we have to get in the half court more, and I can orchestrate that. And I don't think he used that term, but and you see him doing that, and it's it's been very impressive. And again, that was something that really team needed to do because we've talked about it on the show how this year the starters would go out and then just the productivity would fall off a cliff. I mean, right? I think that second quarter against Houston in Houston was really where it's like Steve Kerr said, all right, this, I, we can't just, we just can't keep doing this. They got outscored 13-0. So I think that's been so far, that's worked out really well. As far as the bigs and JD, I know we've talked about this and you know this and a lot of Warrior fans know all about this. With a team like Minnesota, especially Gobert, the Warriors don't look at that and go, man, we need bigs. They look at it and go, well, they can't guard us. You know, Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert, yeah. they're going to guard us on the perimeter. We're gonna, we're not going to try to put bigs on the floor. We're going to force their bigs off the floor. And that's why, to me, it's so surprising that Minnesota went that way because the whole league is going the other way. And nobody's better at making you pay for having a slower big, especially bigs, plural, on the floor than the Warriors are. So that figures to be one of the keys to the game tomorrow. Yeah, and I, I just I look at Minnesota, and to me, they're they're a different version of the same. They they lost to Charlotte last night. They're they're going to be. They had been playing better basketball. Yeah. I think they had won five in a row after they were, I think five and eight. Steiny sent me a text this week and said you need to apologize to Finch, and I yeah. said I apologize, Coach Finch, that your team's terrible. That was the apology. I, I think he sent me a a, a similar text okay. message that that I. Didn't respond. I, I, I well, I didn't respond to it. And then l- yesterday afternoon, as I yeah. was watching the Timberwolves lose to Charlotte, I texted him back in response to that text message, and I said, "Horrible loss for the Timberwolves." <laughs> I'm sure they're, they're that. fighting. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, like the Timberwolves are fighting to be a play-in team, and that that's the thing. You go get Rudy Gobert, and you're. You're a different version of the same. Like, this team was, and I think Steiny's point is they overachieved last year. I don't care if they overachieved last year. They were the seven seed. So if, if you're the seven seed and you go get Rudy Gobert, that means that your own expectation is that you're going to be better than the seven yeah, seed. Yeah, yeah. And, and to me, they're not going to be better than the seven seed. And, yeah. you know, and maybe they can be the seven seed again, but I don't see Minnesota having any shot at being a top six team in the Western Conference. Yeah. Like, no shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rudy Gobert is an interesting player because as good as he is and with the defensive player of the year, uh, you know, reputation, um, can he do enough offensively to punish you? Um, to mitigate that, what you can do to him on the other end if he has to come out. You know, famously, the Clippers beat them in the playoffs in the bubble because Rudy Gobert couldn't get out and guard people. The Warriors have been doing that to him for years and years. So I didn't think that would work with Minnesota. You're right. They've been playing better. They're 10-9 and nine right now. I still don't think having Gobert play with Carl Anthony Towns, ultimately, I don't think it's going to work for them. But we'll see, and they do have a winning record right now. They they do and and again I think their their ceiling is probably in the in the low forties which mm-hmm. is which is what they were last year I think actually they they may have even been they they may have won forty six or forty seven last year I, I got to double check that but but I think their ceiling is is probably anywhere between seven and eleven in the in the Western Conference uh, Joe in San Francisco eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero it's Warriors this week with JD and Whitey what's going on Joe. 
Hey, happy Saturday, guys. Happy holidays. Um, I have to make this call every once in a while to remind people um, I'm unapologetically the greatest dream on apologist. The great <laughs> difference between about a, an apologist and a fanboy is an apologist realizes the flaws, a fanboy doesn't. <laughs> Let me state this clearly. Draymond Green is the second most impactful warrior that has ever been on uh, and, and is in this run. It's it's Steph and it's Draymond. Steph is the cool, he's the calm, he's the offense, he's the flow. Draymond is the passion, he's the fire, he's the defense, he's the tenacity. Like if you want to get cosmic, it's like a twin binary star system you're revolving around each other. Everyone else comes off of that. And for these people who sit there and say they want to get rid of Draymond, you get rid of Draymond, the run is over. Kaput, full stop because he's that important to this team. He is half the reason why this team has made this run. And he's going to get an extension, and it's going to shock people, and it may not be the right thing for the long run, but uh, but Kerr and Steph and those guys realize how important he is. Who's going to set Steph up? Who's going to allow Steph and Clay to play off the ball? Are you going to give the ball to, to, Wig, to Wiggins to pass that? Then he's not going to be able to drive and run. He, it, the whole thing falls apart without uh, Draymond. So everybody can come at me and give me crap, but he is the second most important warrior on this franchise. It has been, and he will continue to be. And for all those people who want to get rid of them, you will regret the day because the Warriors run will end when that happens. Thanks for the call, Joe. I'm finding myself not disagreeing with Joe. Yeah. And I think the last couple of games, like it, it really shows how important Draymond is and how important I think his leadership voice yeah. even is, Whitey. Mm-hmm. On and off the floor and all those cliches, a lot of those cliches apply to him because he does some of the things that are hard to quantify, but he right now he's also doing a lot of things that are easy to quantify. We went through his numbers, and I think that's what it boils down to. If and when the Warriors have to make that decision, well, they have to decide something on him, uh, and it just comes down to Joe's point. We talked about it, J.D. How, on this team, how do you replace what he's been giving you? How, how do you do it? I know last year in the finals when Draymond you know, you couldn't keep on the floor. It seemed a lot easier to do. But right now, how do you how do you replace that? I, I don't know the answer, and there is no easy answer. So hopefully yeah, he can. and the Warriors can, yeah, hopefully they can figure something out to keep him around. Again, assuming he's able to stay healthy and they, they end up having a good year, which I think they will. The, the ball movement, I think, goes away. I think the Warriors become soft without him, and, and I think they lose a little bit of their edge, which, yeah. which they need w- without him. Here's, here's Steve Kerr from postgame last night. He's, he's talking about just how important Draymond is to everything. Draymond has everything to do with our team's success. This guy is just so good at the game, you know, the, the, the entire game. He, he just gets it. He sees it at both ends, the way he pushes the ball in transition, his screen setting. He's one of the best screeners in the league, sees the floor, and then defensively guards everybody, gets our, our, our guys organized. Draymond is an incredible basketball player, and he is, he's had a fantastic first quarter of the season. I think it's been a little more up and down, uh, the, uh, mostly up, I will say, for Draymond in the early going here. But you know, he even had, I think, a little bit of you know, going back to that Phoenix game where everybody did a little bit. Uh, you know, what is he doing? Is he not? Is he not fully? You know, mm-hmm. is he not really bringing it? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? There was a little bit of a, of the whole the old Ricky Waters for who for what to, to Draymond. I thought in that game in Phoenix. Since then, it's it's really flipped around. I thought he was one of the one of the guys that were kind of rolling their eyes at Clay yep. and some of the shot selection. Like, like, dude, I'm going to go bust my ass on defense <laughs> to have you come down and cast off, and mm-hmm. we're going to get run back. Like, what are we doing here? And so I think it it led to that a, a little bit. But yeah, Draymond has been. It's just becoming increasingly clear how important he is in all of these different all of these different ways. Yes, and as I said, in some ways, he's uh, elevated his game this year. And again, Gabriel made the point, you know, it's a contract year, but still he's been giving the Warriors something that they've, at a time when they've really needed it here, as they've gotten, gotten a record back to, to 500. 
All right, he's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. We're halfway through here on a Saturday, 888-957-9570. We'll pause here. We'll get to George coming back on the phones. couple of lines open. What do the Warriors do with Draymond Green as he continues to show his worth to this team, not only now, but potentially in the future? It's Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, going high in the air. Vanderbilt going to lead a Linux down the right side. Ball deflected away by Wiggins. Looney leads Wiggins on the break. Goes up and dunked it. Jordan Clarkson tried to ride with him, and Wiggins said, come on board. <laughs> Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. 888-957-9570. Warriors This Week. Warriors at 10-10 and 10 after being 3-7. and 9-1 at home. 1-9 on the road. Next two on the road for the Dubs as they take on the Timberwolves tomorrow. I want to make sure you're listening to that one here on 95.7 The Game. 1230 the tip-off uh, Warriors Live coming up at 11.30 tomorrow morning here on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. Real quick here, Whitey. Uh, I want to get to a text message from the 650 because I do think we need to just make sure we're clear on something. You guys keep talking about the fact, and this is the Xfinity mobile text line, you guys keep talking about the, the fact it's a contract year for Draymond, but my understanding is he has a player option for $27 million next season. And whether he's good or bad this year, seems like next year would be the contract year. And and the point, Whitey, and you can jump in here, is that Draymond wants to play so well that he can opt out of the contract yeah. this year, making right. this a contract year and, and the year where he can be a free agent. Yeah, I think technically the texter is correct, but we're just calling it a contract year because he does have the option to the texter's point. He could opt out of his contract. So, yeah, that's 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 all we're saying. Yeah. Yeah, and and look, if it you know it's the it's the old adage if you know the better Draymond plays, the more likely he is to opt out. Mm -hmm. the, the worse he plays, the more likely he is to to opt in. I, I sort of feel as if the Warriors would prefer he opt in. <laughs> you know, they need him to be really good. But but my thought has been, and, and look, maybe if if. The only benefit for the Warriors and him opting out would be if you could get next year's number down, <laughs> you know, and, and 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 that helps you with a little bit of of luxury tax relief. But if if Draymond's opting out, he would be opting out probably to get that number to go up. Right. So it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a tricky situation there, Whitey. How likely do you think that would be? Um, what's his what would his number be next year? Is it twenty seven if he opted yeah. in? How yep. what? What's your best guess? If Draymond, the ops out, how likely do you think it is that he's going to have a team or teams saying, oh, yeah, we'll give you more than that? I, I think, I, you know, I don't know that it would be likely that, that somebody would say, I'm going to give him more than that, or there would be uh, enough teams. I mean, maybe he just is trying to use the Warriors to, yeah. I don't know, threaten to leave to uh -huh. get them to be the team that ponies up because they're the only team to pony up. Hey, like, don't think I won't go here. Don't think I won't right. go there. Maybe for less, but I, I think the end game, honestly, Whitey, is probably a three-year 
80 million dollar extension with the Warriors, right? Where he gets maybe the same rate now or similar to the rate now, but just gets another two or potentially three years tacked onto the back end. Yeah, he's 32, but he's probably got more miles on him than than uh, the other core players. But the way he's playing right now, yeah, you know the Warriors are going to realize we've got to do. It's almost like the Garoppolo situation in a way, isn't it? I mean, I know there's some significant differences, but we all assumed Jimmy was gone, and here he is. And earlier in the year, we were all assuming well, Draymond going to be gone after this year. Now, boy, I don't. I think it might be in the best interest of both parties to work something out going forward. Right. You you think, well, Draymond's going to be gone, and it's probably better for everybody if Draymond Green is gone. <laughs> the, the one thing now I would say is it it's not to the Warriors' benefit, at least the way that he's playing right now, to, to have him be right. gone in, in any way, shape, or form. And there's nobody ready to to step in and, and take over for him, which I think is another part of, of, of the problem. Let's get back to the phones here, Whitey. 888-957-9570. Uh, George is up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, George. Hey, gentlemen. Beautiful Saturday morning. And I am running with Joe. Completely unapologetic dream apologist. You know, the, the truth is, Without Draymond, we don't have a two-way wait. Because without that coach on the floor, he doesn't learn how to play defense and take his shot when he has it. You know, without without uh, the goddess Draymond brings, who talks to Clay? Steph's not going to do that. Shoot or shoot. You know, if somebody's got to talk to Clay and say, do better. And Draymond has the ability to go up and do that. I truly believe that if Durant didn't get so butthurt, we'd be looking at eight to ten rings in the bay in a couple of years. And we may still be looking at a few more. And I'm so happy about that. You know, the truth is, Draymond's a dog. But he's our dog. And he's keeping our house safe. Does he do things that make me cringe? Oh, hell yes. But (laughs) he keeps the house safe. Beat him. Thanks for the call, George. Uh, man, they're, they're coming out. <laughs> coming out in support of Draymond. I'm, I'm a little surprised, but I guess I shouldn't be. I mean, he is a, a divisive figure in, in this Warriors run. You got a lot of people that are either just done with him, it's too off-putting, and you got a lot of people that love what he brings to the to the table. To me, it's clear that, you know, you you know Steve Kerr, what he stood for, and we've heard him sometimes when, you know, I'm tired of Draymond's bleep, and we've heard about the arguments. You know that in a perfect world, Steve Kerr would not want to tolerate some of the things that Draymond forces him and the organization to tolerate. He just he just wouldn't. But he recognizes, and you 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 know you played the clip that we had from him last night. Steve Kerr realizes, above all, we're about winning. That's the main thing, and we don't win anything close to what we've won without Draymond Green. You know, we've talked about how the bench the bench looks like it's stabilizing now, but in some ways they missed earlier in the year. They missed JTA and Damian Lee. Why? Because they had that institutional knowledge. They understood the way the Warriors do things. Well, does anybody have anywhere close to the institutional knowledge and the understanding for the Warrior way that Draymond has? And that's no slight against like Steph or, but you know, Steph defensively is like, he's way better. But at both ends of the floor, running things at both ends of the floor, the way Draymond does, if he can prove this year that he's still healthy and productive, you can make the case that he's irreplaceable. I think that's that's what we've done here today to this point, J.D. The, the one thing that we know about the Warriors going through their history is they typically have not thought of it as the Bill Walsh, the, you know, the, right. the Bill Walsh, get rid of a guy. Like they, they, have right. been, they have been more apt to try to hang on to their core for as long as they possibly can and and really kick the can down the road on decisions as long as they possibly can. I think they've they've even done that. We, you know, we've seen Looney become a key part of that. They made sure they got Wiggins locked up, although that was a very team friendly deal for for his new deal, especially for a player as, as young as Wiggins. I think they took advantage of the fact that he's happy here and that he'd already been paid at a large level with the contract that that Minnesota gave him that the Warriors took on. I think even Jordan Poole, the Warriors said, "Hey, you know what? We don't want." 
want him fighting for a contract this year, playing for a contract this year. We're going to pay him now. We're going to get that money to kick in. If we got to trade him a year from now, we'll trade him a year from now. But we're going to kick the decision down the road. We're going to take on an, you know, even taking on D'Angelo Russell, Whitey, going yeah. back to Durant, walking out the door. They hung on to the asset that was Kevin Durant, the slot that was Kevin Durant, even with Kevin Durant telling him deuces. And that ended up netting them, Wiggins and Kuminga. So I, I think the Warriors have tended to, when push comes to shove, they, they've been unwilling to look to move on just for the sake of, of moving on. So so I got to think if, if this play continues, they would, they would be looking to try and keep Draymond Green, find a deal that would work as opposed to cast him aside. That notion that we talked about when Gabriel called, that old Bill Walsh, uh, Branch Rickey philosophy of that it's better to get rid of a guy a year early than get rid of a guy too late. I'm, I don't think that applies to basketball because a uh, talent in basketball, a guy like Kobe or Nowitzki, uh, Dirk Nowitzki or Clay, Steph, these guys, there's, you can't replace them. And so if you have one of those guys, it makes more sense to not get rid of them at all. I mean, look at the Spurs and how long they held on to their core players to the point finally where, you know, Ginobili retired, Duncan retired. I think Tony Parker played a year in Charlotte or something. But those guys are so rare, especially guys that win, that it makes more sense. You know what? We're going to hang on to them. Maybe we do hang on to them for too long, but that's okay. It's worth that risk to get everything you can get out of them because they help you stay approach and stay at a at an elite championship level and very few guys can actually do that all right he's whitey gleason i'm john dickinson 888-957-9570 it is warriors this week here on 95.7 the game let's go to cliff in vallejo next year on warriors this week hey cliff hey thanks for taking my call john and hey man i have to disagree with you guys completely Man. I, Draymond just rubs me the wrong way for so many reasons to it's not even funny, okay? You guys talking about if, if Walsh could get rid of um, Montana, anybody could be traded. Nobody's expendable, man. This dude has been poison to the Warriors to me from the beginning, okay? When they got rid of Harrison Barnes, really, in my thought. They should have got rid of Draymond, really, to tell you the truth about it. They should have got rid of him then. You guys talking about one year before. This dude is a narcissist. He's arrogant. He needs to concentrate on shooting the ball instead of his podcast. That's really what he should be doing, okay? The dude, I, I, I would have indefinitely suspended Draymond Green for what he did in, the, um, in training camp. You know what I mean? I could not play with that guy. After that, I could not play with him. That's why the Warriors got off to such a bad start, I guarantee you, because a lot of the guys didn't want to play with him. And that's the bottom line right there. This dude, you guys putting him on this pedestal like he's the all-in-all. Nobody's the all-in-all. Everybody could be replaced. And they should have been got rid of Draymond, if you ask me. Uh, You know, he lost him a championship, literally, you know. And, And they still stick with this guy. What is it? Uh, he's not a good player. He's an arrogant idiot. That's what he is. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Cliff saying his piece here on, on 95.7 The Game. A narcissist, arrogant, would have indefinitely suspended him. I'm going to tell you something. If Draymond Green had been, let's say, suspended for the first 20 games of the season, I, I shudder at what the Warriors, like, I disagree with Cliff. I think the, the Warriors might be 5-15 and 15 if they hadn't had Draymond Green at the, you know, play the beginning of this season. 7-13 seven, seven and 13 minimum, you know, some, somewhere in there. And that's with Steph playing maybe better basketball than he's ever played in the regular season in his career, uh, except for maybe the the unanimous MVP type season. So, um, look, a lot of people feel a lot of different ways about Draymond Green. Why do they keep him around, Whitey? Well, because he helped them win four championships. <laughs> he yeah. might cost him one, but he's helped them win four. I think the Warriors, there, there have been times over the years we all know what times those are, and, and Cliff described some of them. I think there have been times when the Warriors as an organization would have loved to have been able to said, that's it, we're done with this guy. But they can't because they know that, well, all right, if we say goodbye to him, we're saying goodbye to being the team we've been. Uh, to Cliff's point about Bill Walsh, hey, he let Joe Montana go. Well, why did he let Joe Montana go? Why, why, why were yeah, 49 Steve Young ready exactly. to roll? Exactly. Steve yes. Young wanted it. I always say that. 
this and you know this. Steve Young won an MVP with Joe Montana on the roster, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then they got rid of Joe Montana. And, and yeah, by the way, I think Bill Walsh was was gone at that point too. Yeah. So then at that point, all right, then who do you replace? You know, Draymond. He's if he's so bad. How did you replace him? And I think that the proofs in the pudding, Cliff. The Warriors look at it. Maybe there have been times, many times, when they've they would have loved to have agreed with you. But right now, going forward, how to replace Draymond? Oh, we can get anybody to replace him. You can't. I mean, the things he's doing right now, you just can't. And and that's that's why he's been here so long, and that's another reason why they've won the championships they've won. To, to Cliff's point, though, do you, how much of the punch do you think impacted the, the beginning of the season? I, I mean, I think that is a fair point to to at least bring up. Uh, you know, did did that impact Jordan Poole in your mind? Did it impact um, the team. I I know it's not hard to find people that I think will suggest, yeah, Jordan Poole's still kind of dealing with that and figuring all that out. Draymond, I've been of the mind, and we've talked about this, J.D., and I'll answer you quickly. I know we have calls. I've been of the mind that, you know, that that probably wasn't that big of a deal. But I think if it was, it was in a way that you have talked about how Draymond's role and the way his teammates saw him change. And maybe it wasn't a matter of, I don't like that guy, but just, wow, I thought, I thought, (laughs) I didn't think Dre would do something like that. What's he really about? So I think maybe that was in question and that threw things out of whack a little bit. And now that's, that's, you know, back in balance. But ultimately, the Warriors just, they were playing badly. And I don't know how much, oh, Draymond threw that punch. I don't know how that contributed, how much that contributed to their inability to play defense. That, that I think was much more important. Well, and I, they also started three and two before they were three yeah, and good seven. Point. Yeah, and, yeah. And so I think, you know, they, while Jordan Poole hasn't played great, you know, is that about the punch or is that about the fact that he's being asked to play with more of the, the back end of the roster type players as opposed to to everybody else? So uh, we'll have to see. 888-957-9570. Let's go to Fred in Richmond next year on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Fred. Uh, hey, Fred. Hey, hey, y'all. Thanks for having me on. I just want to piggyback off Cliff. Cliff, you, you, you can't be a Warriors fan talking that bad about Draymond. Like, Jesus Christ, man. He made a mistake. We understand that. We're not going to sit here and, like, discontinue what he did to Jordan Poole. But, Jesus, he's a four-time champion. And believe it or not, he would have played a pivotal role if they wouldn't have suspended him in uh, the 2016 finals. But at the end of the day, the Warriors by Christmas time will be a top four seed, and that's a guarantee. The NBA is not just running away with the with the season right now. Everybody is going through issues, injuries, and everything. So as a Warriors fan, a real one since like 96, when you could buy a ticket and buy a hot dog that was costing more than a ticket, I am happy that Draymond Green is making his teammates better, including with the uh, Clay Thompson situation. Nobody else was going to do that. I understand what he did to Jordan Poole was real, real foul. Everybody in the world knows that. But they're athletes, they're professionals. Get over it, move on. And let's go win us a number five championship. Thanks for having me on, y'all. All right. Appreciate the call, call, Fred. Fred, check it in at, at 888-957-9570. Real strong call. As far as the West, I, I think, Whitey, we could make the claim that there there are more good teams in the West. There are fewer great teams in the West. Is that is that fair? Or is my definition of good teams a little Below bar. No, I I agree with that. I mean, without you know really getting into it, when you said it, I was like, yeah, that really resonates with me. That that's that's where this is right now. The Warriors, I think it's pretty clear they've they've really underperformed, and there they are, you know, now at ten and ten. And this is really a significant time of year because a lot of people will tell you you really don't know anything about anybody until they play you know twenty to twenty five games. So what do we know about the Warriors right now? Twenty games in. Um, we know that they were having some real problems that they are addressing, and those things are improving. So all, right now, you know, everything's looking 
pretty good. I still think they're going to need to add a player. Not so much because, you know, all the young guys aren't as good as I thought, but I just think that's where a veteran team is right now. There have been past champions that, you know, they needed to add somebody, so I'm keeping an eye on all that. I I think they're going to have to do that to really win a championship this year, to have a shot at that. But right now, the main thing is that defensively they're playing a lot better. They have a lot of room for improvement there, but that's the foundation going forward, and Draymond has a ton to do with how well they play defense. And, and the overarching component to to everything is can they can they do it on the road now? Yeah. Also. That's yeah. the one other thing I would throw in. They're they're ten and ten, but they're nine and one at home. It's just it it really has turned into two different teams. And I mean they haven't been able to really beat anybody, good or bad, on on the road. And the Timberwolves I think would and the Mavs both mm-hmm. would would fit to be better than just about every team they've played to this point on the road, at least on paper, maybe with the exception of, of Phoenix uh, when they played the, the two games in, in Phoenix. All right, let's keep it rolling on the phones. we got a lot of people that want to talk. 888-957-9570. Let's keep it moving with D in Livermore. What's going on, D? Hey, boys. Thanks for uh, a, a great show. <laughs> I appreciate it a lot. Um, hey, well, I, I don't know what to say about all these so-called Warriors fans coming in, talking about Draymond Green like this. I, I want to point out a couple things. First off, if you don't understand the value of Draymond Green, it's likely you have never played at the highest level in competitive sports because every single team has to have a dog. They just have to have a dog. There will be a dog on the other side or there will not be a dog on the other side, which makes the other side puppies. That's it. It's as simple as that. Plus, if you don't understand the connection of Curry that Draymond has, the person who wanted to be on the floor despite an injury when when Steph was breaking the all-time record for threes was Draymond because Draymond had more assists to Curry than anyone else on the floor ever, ever. He is, without a doubt, so in sync with Curry. The reason why Curry looks the way Curry looks for all this time that we've seen Curry looking the way he looks is because, in part, large part, because of Draymond Green. Not only that, but every time we brought in some washed-up vet who needs to learn to play 3 and D or just defense or just give us some scoring, you better believe it's been Draymond Green and the coaching staff who have brought them up out of nothing. Draymond Green, that's, that's the key. Let, let, let's, let's, let's land on this, okay? Let's just leave it on this. You guys said Dre is our dog. The truth is Dre's loyalty runs so deep he will stop at absolutely nothing for a win. He will only be stopped by referees. We are we are Dre's dogs. That's how it goes. Everyone who steps on the floor is Dre's dog. He will ride or die to the death of them. We love you, Draymond Green. If you don't understand him, you don't want him. Thanks, D. D and Livermore passion. checking in. Man, 888-957-9570. The passion going strong here from the, the Warrior fans. Yeah. And, and look, I just don't – if you want to keep having a shot to win championships, to me, you need Draymond Green, and you need Draymond Green playing at a, at a high level. I mean, it, if there comes a point where it's clear that he's not at the level that, that he's been at, uh, you know, and, and look, maybe a long season and another playoff run and, and, and age starts to show a little bit of the wear and tear with, with him come, mm-hmm. come playoff time. And, and that becomes part of the equation. But, but the reality is you're still going to have a better shot at winning it with him than without him. And that's before you even start to compare, well, what would you do? Who would you go get if you were going to replace him? Yeah, um, it, it really a unique player. And He's such a unique player. He yes. just, you hit it. It's, he is just such a unique player. And I think the connection to Curry is something that, that is understated in all of this. We talk about the, the edge and the heart and soul and the defense and the intelligence. The one thing we don't talk about enough I feel is the connection to Curry and how he helps to elevate Curry, who's already an all-time great, but to an even even higher level. Yeah, uh, the Warriors are very fortunate to have Draymond, and he's very fortunate that he was able to bounce back 
as well as he did from that you know that back injury last last year. I, I suspect maybe that was a little dicier than than was shared with us, and it looks like everything's fine. So that's that's tremendous. But when you look at everything he's done, uh, the heavy load he's he's carried over the years. I is playing small ball center, running the defense like a linebacker on a football team, and this year orchestrating the offense. And uh, you know the one thing I think you could say about him. Well, he, you know, he's, the shooting's terrible, and he's addressed that. And that's after years of people saying, and I know because I've been one of them saying, man, he just got to bring those three-point numbers out up. And it's it's early, but he's brought those up. So right now, uh, factor in also the fact that he's the one that, uh, you know, called that meeting, which he reminded us of last night, which had a huge role in getting this season on track. I cringe to think where the Warriors would be right now. This team this year right now without Draymond Green. And if you're the Warriors, you look at that, you're projecting next year. Where would you be next year without Draymond Green? I don't I don't think they want to find out. No, I, I don't think you want to find out and look plenty of time to, to, to work through and figure out exactly what it what it would look like over the course of this season and, and having Draymond Green. So let, let's get one more before the top of the hour. Joe and San Bruno next year on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Joe. Hey. Yeah, I was at last night's game. Firstly, the crowd was awesome from the get-go. And the starting five was like a microcosm of the season. Wiggins was two-way Wiggs. He had that dog in him, and especially on the boards. Draymond was fabulous. Curry was all-world. I don't know how Looney got 10 points at the end of the day. He was great. Clay took three bad long contestants to start, shots to start the game. And then he reminded himself, let the game come to him, and he was great. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about going to a game is you get to watch you know, specific players, how they're really playing on and off the ball and, and as part of the team concept. And the one guy I want to rail into was Jordan Poole. I mean, he is, was and is an incredible liability on, on defense. He reminds me of Harden and Westbrook, you know, at their ball watching worse when and everyone he guards, he's constantly chasing from behind. A lot of the open threes that Martin and Olenek hit were because Poole was lost on one uh, lost on one instance he's double teaming a jazz player that Wiggins had him totally locked up. And then on offense, he reminded me a lot of Jordan Clark's play in the sense that he seemed like he was gonna take charge and do his thing, which is Big pluses in the second half, but like in the in the first half when he was off, it was a disaster. It's almost like he's not part of the team concept. And if he doesn't improve his defense, that thirty-five million dollar year contract could be one of the worst contracts ever. If he improves the defense, it could be good. Thanks for the call. I don't know how much improvement of the defense Jordan Poole's gonna gonna have over the course of of his career, but. He is the next box to be checked, I think, Whitey, in terms of, of figuring out, right? They figured out the second unit somewhat. Clay's gotten going. Uh, you know, the, the, the young guys have been cast aside for now. Jordan Poole feels like the next thing that needs to be addressed and or improved if you're the Warriors. Yeah, I think I, I really appreciated that call, and I'll be interested to see how Jordan Poole plays on the two games on this road trip. Had a nice game last night, so this isn't a great time that you know, don't want to be negative, but you, know, he, you look at his numbers. He's really struggled at times this year, and we know he plays better when he's starting and blah, blah, blah. Last night, even last night, his numbers were good, but J.D., he had two just terrible air balls, maybe three, and he had four shots were like, oh my goodness, where did that come from? So whatever it is, was the punch or coming off the bench, he's still looking for some things. Joe's right. I mean, defensively, he's hasn't been good in this year. He's really struggled, so he had a nice game last night. That's great. This is a big road trip for Jordan Poole. All right, he's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson, 888-957-9570. Jonathan and Ed will get to you guys coming back. Warriors this week, final hour straight ahead, 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.